just a heads up that the following podcast does contain all the spoilers. Hey kid, do you want to watch Phantasm and then go break some windows? Uh, as long as you're not really bad 70s boobs in it. No guarantees. Hi, welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Brennan. And we explore the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of golden age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler-heavy fashion. You on your one down? Hmm? Absolutely nothing! <laughs> nice. So, Brennan, we haven't been on for a little while since our disgusting young Sheldon episode. Oh, God. <laughs> I can still see him in my dreams. We were that traumatized that it took us this long to record another episode. That's why I adopted a, a Midwestern accent. It's because Southern accents make you sound dumb. <laughs> no. In all actuality, we October is a very busy month for us. Mm-hmm. We do a home haunt mm-hmm. as well as work at Wisconsin Scaryland as actors. Mm-hmm. Tons of fun. Tons of fun. So that pretty much ate up... The majority of our time in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, sorry about not getting an episode out. Yeah. We kind of wanted to get one out for Halloween, but we realized that it just really wasn't in the cards. Yeah, it wasn't feasible. No. So, we're doing one now. Yeah. It was a great haunt season, too. Oh. Oh, yeah. Except when I got kicked in the face. Repeatedly. <laughs> Repeatedly kicked in the face. It's dangerous. It is. We are in a... It's a very intense haunt. We can touch the customers, and they're not supposed to touch us, but they always tend to touch Brennan in the face with fists or feet. Yeah, I've been punched, kicked, kicked at, punched at. The only difference is that, like, you know, getting punched, you actually get punched. Punched at, it's like something swinging, but I have cat-like reflexes. Hey, we can't help it. We just scared them that much. Yeah, we even scared the poop out of somebody. Yeah, we had somebody actually poop their pants. It was great. (laughs) Yeah, it smelled horrible. We were gagging. Yeah, the entire room. You think that you would know that someone just poops their pants and it just, yeah, they poop their pants. That, that smell lingers. Yeah. I made two people pee themselves. You did. I'm very proud of that. Yeah. We had, we had some great scares. Yeah. Did you also? (laughs) Yeah. Rhetorical question. It's more for the audience than Uh for you. Did you know? That I was on ESPN? No one cares. (laughs) You're bitter about that, aren't you? Moving on. (laughs) Yeah, the UW Badger. No, just moving on. Two UW. Moving on. Two UW Badger Mm. football players came through the haunt. Nobody cares. Brennan couldn't be there because it was a school night. Yeah. And he's super salty about it. Yeah, even though I was like, hey, I don't really care. They get done at 11 on Thursdays and I don't go to bed. To like 11.30 on most nights. It's so I would have been perfectly fine. It's a school night. Mr. Poopy Pants over here. Yeah. Well, hey, we made it three seasons without taking one bathroom break. Should have. Last year. Should have <laughs> taken a bathroom break. You were a champ. Yes. Um, 
a little bit of backstory. I decided for the snack to eat before the haunt would be a nice beef stick. I do love me some beef sticks. So I ate up my beef stick. It was really good. Um, it was, no, it was jerky. It was a beef steak. No, yeah, no, it was a beef, yeah. Kippered beef steak. I don't remember. My memory's getting fuzzy. It's that one back. It's your old age. Yeah. Um, it gave me a very bad stomach ache. I have a weird stomach, like, where I can eat the same food twice, but one time it'll give me a stomach ache, and the other time it won't. I don't know. I got a horrible stomach ache, and I had to go to the bathroom really bad. Like, really bad. I also had to pee on top of it. And this was like, okay, so imagine a night. It goes until 12 o'clock at night. We close at midnight. I had to start going to the bathroom at around 9. Because the thing with stomach aches is that you don't feel yourself having to poop before then. So I got the stomach ache. I'm like, well, now I have to really poop. But we were so busy that night that I had to work through the stomach ache and I couldn't go to the bathroom. It was horrible. It was a wave of diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> Just a typhoon. Yeah. Just waiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just kept on thinking, like, especially, like, when it got to, like, 1130, I'm like, because they'll turn on, like, the lights and everything to let the actors know that the night's over. And I'll just be, I'd sit there and i just, like, say, like, when the lights turn on, I'm just going to run up those stairs. I'm going to go straight outside and go straight to those portal bodies. I'm just go straight to those portal bodies. That's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to go straight to those portal bodies. No, wait. I'm not even going to go to the actor meet. I'm just going to go straight to those portal bodies. The second those lights turn on, I was like out of the room right away. I got into that stall and I just, I, I, there was no pushing. <laughs> it was a release. I just calmed my muscles and everything just <laughs> fell out. It was like, it was almost like a waterfall. It was a cascade of just pure diarrhea. Okay, well... Flood bay doors. Enough opening. of enough of that. <laughs> this is gonna be a slurpy episode. We have hot drinks tonight, and you're the one that's saying you have to be a man drinking this without slurping, dude. I'm drinking this without slurping. You were you were drinking it with a spoon. <laughs> a spoon. Yeah, will this get annoying? All the episode. It sure will. So today's movie that we're covering, if you haven't read the title and wanted it to be a surprise, is 1979's Phantasm, directed by Don Coscarelli, written by Don Coscarelli. It's starring A. Michael Baldwin, Billy Thornbury, Reggie Bannister, and Angus Grimm, who does not get top billing on IMDb here. Should. He should. Would you like to read the description? Sure. A teenage boy and his friends face off against a mysterious grave robber known as the Tall Man. He keeps a lethal arsenal of terrible weapons with him. This description is very off. Way to it's go. It's not very good. Way to go, I'm First maybe. off, oh yeah, it's a teenage boy, but he isn't with his friends. We'll get into that as we explore the movie. He doesn't even, like, he only robs, what, one grave? Something like that. And then... Lethal Arsenal, he has one weapon that he uses. <laughs> also, in IMDb, under the people who people also watched, it has it has Phantasm 1, or like Phantasm 2, Phantasm 3, Phantasm 4, and Phantasm 5. I would have never guessed. That's and then five? it was, yeah. So this is, this is a series, this is your first introduction to yes. it. Yes. You've never seen a Phantasm nope. movie in the past. Also, under the uh, people who like this also watch, it was Bubba Hotep and the Reanimator. 
You've I've seen, seen Bubba, Bubba Hotel. <laughs> yeah. That was a good movie. We we should, we might have to cover that sometime, even though it skews more comedy, and I know that that's something we aren't necessarily apt to do. Well, when your month comes along again, which probably won't be until January, because we have unless we're going to count the Christmas special. Ooh, spoiler alert! Oh, we're not revealing anything about that because every time we talk about an episode to somebody in the future, something bad happens. We lose a recording or something. <laughs> Come on. Keep your dirty butt away from the microphone. He talks about poop for five minutes and then <laughs> takes one into the microphone. Whoa. <sighs> kind of stinks too. Oh, no. Nah, I hope it's not a taster's choice. Not that bad. <laughs> okay. Let's actually oh. get into this movie. Yeah, let's. Let's. Phantasm starts off with a couple doing it in a cemetery. <laughs> Great family movie. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Here, and, son, watch this movie. And Daddy, what's that? <laughs> I didn't check the parents' guide either. So, yeah, there's that. Smooth. <laughs> Classic Dan. <laughs> I probably would have been like clear viewing of a female's breasts. That's what I would have been down as the parents' guide. Well, you know, I guess... They're seventies breasts, so. Well, in real life, they probably they're like, yeah, there's boobs. <laughs> <laughs> you can clearly see a female's exposed breasts. Yes, that sounds like you're reading it from the parents' guide. <laughs> yeah, because I'm saying like how the parents' guide always writes it down. <laughs> <laughs> there is a uh, female exposed breasts <laughs> in two scenes, and that would have given the nudity rating eight out of ten. Yeah. Would view again. Ah, whatever. America's just way too uptight about that. But anyways. (laughs) Keep it up, and I'm going to get arrested for the stuff you say in here. (laughs) All right, so this couple's doing it in the cemetery, which, I don't know. That's never... Some people may find that a turn on. Guess who doesn't? This guy. Almost everybody. So if you're into that, good on you. But anyways, it's instantly I like to be close to death when I'm creating life. (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) wow So anyways, this couple doing it in the cemetery. Yes, that was great. <laughs> so this couple doing it in the cemetery and the woman ends up pulling out a dagger and stabbing the man. Cut two. We meet Jody, one of the protagonists, and also Reggie, who are yeah. attending the funeral of the man who got stabbed. His name was Tommy. Rip Tommy. Yep. And, but they're talking about how Tommy killed himself. Oh. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. We all know that didn't happen. Or did it? <laughs> so then Jody, he goes and enters the mausoleum and hears a weird noise when he stops to visit his dead parents. Rip in peace, parents. Yep. Then we see his brother Mike's. Mm-hmm. And he's riding a dirt bike in the cemetery, which that's not disrespectful or anything, right? I mean, there are people having sex in the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. 
Valid point. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's that big of a deal. Like, oh my god, what's that? Ah, uh, someone riding a motorcycle. <laughs> not that bad. Yep. So his, his motorcycle, it stops inexplicably, and as he's checking it out, he sees and hears a spoop. Mm-hmm. Which looks like a little hooded figure hiding behind a headstone. That's when you go, mm, no, and then you just get on your bike and then ride away. Yeah, especially in broad daylight. If you see something like that, I don't know. You it's, it's like, oh, well, it's my time to go. Yep. Guess the bike gets picked up later. So then it cuts back to Jody, and he hears a weird noise, and he starts looking around, and he sees a spoop, too. Ooh. Whoa, spoop. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm just going to flat out and call him this, even though he's not mentioned as this until later on in the movie but everybody probably knows because there's five of these movies the tall man tallman the tall the tall man um he pops up behind jody and grabs him on the shoulder he should have done that taser thing where you take two fingers and you poke the person right inside. <laughs> and then he giggles and runs away <laughs> <laughs> no but he tells them that the funeral is about to begin, sir. Yeah, so during the whole funeral part, um, Jody and Reggie are kind of talking. And they're explaining why Mike's is not actually at the funeral. Because apparently he's still a little bit traumatized from his parents dying and, you know, having to see them in the caskets. I just realized that this is probably one of the first movie funerals where it is not raining very good point brennan every like almost every movie next time you're watching a movie and there's a funeral on it just see if it's raining chances are it's probably going to be raining you know there's a really good drinking game involving that i wouldn't know because i'm underage oh well i'll, I'll inform you Don't. every time you see a funeral and a rain in the movie you drink an entire case of beer and then puke all over yourself <laughs> oh, well, there they are. They're having a funeral in the rain. It like, like, like. <laughs> you have to drink it all at once, though. <laughs> Do you ever see the coneheads? No. No. Oh, well, they can drink an entire six pack at once. Well, so. guess what, Dad? I'm not a conehead. I'm, I'm just. Mm. Nobody's ever seen a for reals picture of you, I think, so. Jury's still out there. Um, There's a drawing of me, and you drew me as a human. Well, yeah, that's just so you don't get ridiculed by your peers. I can't believe it. I don't want anybody to know my son's a filthy conehead. Anyways, so we got Mike slash Mike's. Take your pick. Mike's. Mike's. Mike's is, is actually spying on the burial. Then he sees the tall man, once the funeral's over, literally just pick up the casket and toss it back into the hearse. Brennan's making funny faces and he's trying to get me to screw up. <laughs> Not happening today, son. Oh, God. Oh, come on. Anyway. Where do you keep those? In my butt. So anyways, Mike goes off and he goes to visit this, like, psychic grandma lady. It's a grandma of somebody he a grandma, knows from grandma school. A grandma of psychic powers. So he knocks on the door. Yeah, it's like and, a friend from school. And he's like, hey, is your grandma here? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> there you have it. The end. <laughs> That's cut Roll end, credits. End scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then it goes back to like, uh, so it comes up at the grandma's place that Mike's has a fear of Jody leaving, and he also brings up the tall man. Mm-hmm. Oh, just to mention, this grandma totally has one of those like stained glass sh- like covers for the light bulbs. 
Oh, like the lampshade? Mm-hmm. I see them everywhere in old people's houses. Well, that was a thing. It's one of those things. It'll it'll cycle back. And they have so many candles lit in this room too. Like, well, yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be spooky. Like I just imagine the grandma just slowly going around, just. <laughs> no, she makes a kid do it. Back then, a kid could just use a lighter, whatever. They didn't have those child protective things on them. What's the difference? No, lighters used to just be really easy. They made them harder to light now. Oh, like the ones where you just flip them open? No, just any lighter. I mean, zippos are still easy. It's not like they put a child lock on those, as far as I know. Anyways, back to the movie. Got distracted by lighters. <laughs> yeah. The grandma has Mike's do this, like, black box game where he's got to, like, put his hand in it. Mm-hmm. But then it won't let his hand go. Unless he's calm about it. Yes. He must overcome his fear. Because... So it's like a Chinese finger trap. Kind of. But it just works on... The, the message here is that fear is the real killer. Dun, dun, dun. No, the tall man's the real killer here. Yeah, it's a pretty good chance. <laughs> Cut to Jody having a jam session out on the porch, the front porch. And jam session as in... Ding, 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 ding. Wow, that sounds incredibly racist. <laughs> no, no, because then that would sound like I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> no, just don't. Then and Reggie shows up. In his and, ice cream truck. Yeah, because he's, he's an ice cream man. And he's like, oh, hey, man. And they start playing little doodle together. And they get pretty into it. Yeah. It's, it's really not that bad. Too bad he's gonna die later. <laughs> oh, jeez. And then, it, then we get this weird scene where the girl from the psychic, she goes to the mortuary place, right? Where the tall man is. The. The mausoleum or whatever. The. And she opens the door. Neat. Inside. Neat. And there's this light that comes out. The. Just white bright light Duh. and she screams and that's it huh? <laughs> then we got mike's he's creeping on jody as jody's at the bar trying to pick up a chick uh-huh. I, I get this whole him like being obsessed with his brother leaving Duh. but why he has to stalk him everywhere Duh. is kind of weird it's pretty weird how he has to follow him around even though he's in the car like you you just have seen of him sprinting behind his car how fast is he how fast is Mike's? That's just a real question. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that seem kind of odd and don't quite add up. Yes. There is something even weird in this household that does not add up. So, oddly enough, Jody ends up picking up this woman. And it looks an awful lot like that woman from the beginning of the movie. You can tell by her boobs. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you get to see him again. Yes, and he goes, wow. <laughs> Golly gee. So he gets, so he go, they go to cemetery to do the deed, right? Yes. Mike's is following him, of course, as Mike's does. Mm-hmm. But then, there's a spoop noise. Opa! <laughs> and the hooded spoop comes out. He goes, what bleeding? And then he runs away. <laughs> yep. Mike takes off, and he ends up running past Jody and the woman. And Jody follows because he's like naturally like, well, of course my brother's screaming through a cemetery before Who doesn't? I have sex with this woman. In the cemetery. Yeah. Because, you know, you know he, he likes to be by death when he creates there's, life. There's almost like a certain logic to this entire movie. It's kind of weird. We'll discuss it later. Like everything is connected. Yep. Okay. And, you know, Jody's talking to Mike's and Mike's is telling him the whole story about the spoop and... 
Jody's just like, yeah, 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 whatever, kid. You know, he's not buying it. He's like, well, let's just get you home because I really don't want you watching me have sex. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to. It makes, it makes sense. Yep. So he sends him home. Jody ends up going back looking for the woman, but she's gone. And then he's just like, eh, whatever. Even though his brother just told him about a spoop being out there. And then all of a sudden this woman he picks up from the bar is just gone. And he's just like, ah, well, whatever, I guess. No, the person you were with just vanished. What if something happened to her? It's not scared. It's a 70s. Zero responsibility taken by anyone. You already did it if you just... If you just look back and she's gone, there's no trouble. Mm-hmm. Kind of like your normal accent. Sometimes it's just gone. Yes, it is very odd. <laughs> so anyways, Mike ends up having a nightmare about the tall man standing above him in his bed. And he's got his hands on his bedposts. But then his bed is actually in a f- foggy, spooky cemetery at night. And two zombies come out of the ground and grab him. Which, oh, I'm, which I would believe was probably supposed to be his parents. That is probably true. But I don't even think that he can notice it. Like, would he be looking at the zombie like, oh, that is my decomposing parent. Anyway, they're in... Ugh, there is a couple of things that are wrong with that scene. But hey, it's just a dream anyway. It's not supposed to make sense. There's a whole lot of things Like, wrong. one time I dreamed about Babushka making very bad compote. And I was like, what is this? Very weird dream. I'm wondering the same thing right now. What is this? So the next day, Jody goes to the bar again, and Mike creeps on him again. And then he sees the tall man when he's in town. Mm -hmm. And the tall man is walking past Reggie's ice cream truck. In slow motion. In slow motion, as, like, all the fog is coming out from the cold of the ice cream truck. And it seems to affect the tall man in some way. And he stops, and you can tell, like, the cold is kind of bugging him. And then he turns, and then he just stares at Mike's. So later on, we've got Mike's and he's working on Jody's car, and which, interesting, you know, that this kid's kind of a gearhead and working on the, the cool cool guy muscle car that Jody has. And then guess what? He hears a spook. He does. And the car begins to, like, wiggle around. That's when you just get out of from underneath the car, because you know what happens in this situation? Car the, collapses, and yeah. you get crushed by car. Absolutely. I know. Every time. If, man, it... If it even just started to wiggle a little, I would be out of, out from underneath that car in no time. Unless my big beer belly got stuck on something. Happened to my friend Vlad. He's a very nice man. We miss him. Rest in peace, Vlad. Yeah. Man, Vlad, I'm telling you. Very good guy. Yeah. Crushed by car. Yeah. After he heard spoop. He, he really had a thing for hors d'oeuvres served on toothpicks. Yeah. <laughs> he did. <laughs> But actually, Max does move his leg from underneath the tire. That was seen. He does move leg from underneath. The car does fall, but mm-hmm. it's up high yeah. enough where it does not crush him. He's, he's slightly pinned underneath the car. Just lift up car. Yeah, just lift it up, as you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean that's what I would do. <laughs> but then um, he ends up like kind of getting out, and then he ends up hitting Jody in the leg with a hammer because Jody's like, he- obviously going, hey... I heard a loud noise. And he overreacts to it. Like, he got tipped. Okay, it was very hard for Mike to hit him on foot with hammer. <laughs> it was very hard because he was underneath the car. So when you hit him on foot, it did not look like it hurt that bad. But he goes, Ow! Yeah, so even after some more explaining, Jody is still not convinced that there's something weird going on. 
Which, you know, in a, in a way, you kind of can't blame him. Since? His brother's been under a lot of stress and stuff. And the. losing your parents, it's got to be traumatic, especially if you like him. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> <laughs> but Mike's has this, you know, crazy idea. Then he's just going to take this knife and go to the cemetery. And then he ends up breaking into the house, like the, the mortuary mausoleum place. That's not a knife. This, this is a knife. Crikey. We're out here in the wild of the mausoleum trying to survive the tall men. We're going to live off a steady supply of mannequin heads in boxes. <laughs> Speaking of which, when he breaks into the basement of this place, it's a, just a foam head with a wig. Just almost like it's thrown at him. Yeah. That's just, the way it seems. It didn't seem like it fell from anywhere. Like it's almost like someone's just crouching up high and just throws it down at him. <laughs> Yeah, you know what that is? That's called leave now. That's because, what that's called. Oh, man, they can just fill in, in in. I guess I'll just keep on going. Yeah, and he's just like, bah, whatever. And you know, he doesn't even bring a flashlight. He only brings a lighter. Who brings a lighter? Kids in the 70s, that's who, because remember what we were talking about lighters earlier? What? Not, uh, any kid could have a lighter back then. They weren't childproof or anything. Ah, but any kid can have a light bulb. Or a <laughs> flashlight. <laughs> At any time back then. Better than, better than flame because, you know, that runs the fuel. Yeah. So anyways, he ends up in a room that's like full of like display coffins and whatever, caskets. And he hears someone coming, so he decides to hide in one. And I thought it was kind of inventive that he used a lighter and laid it down on its side so that the door would just stay open just a little bit so he could peek out of it. So And also so he probably wouldn't get locked in in case it locked. Makes sense. Because I was really scared. I was like, oh, he's probably going to get locked into coffin. And then something mm-hmm. bad's going to happen while he's in coffin. But no, very smart kid. This guy, you know, he, he looks like he's a groundskeeper or whatever, a caretaker. And he comes in and he starts looking around the room. And as he's approaching the coffin that Mike's is in, the tall man enters the room and he walks over, talks to the tall man. We can't hear what he's saying, but then they both just leave. So it was a close call. He's not even that tall. Above average height. I guess it'd be kind of lame if they called him above average height man. I guess, yes. Mike, he starts going through the mausoleum and this is where we get our first... And second to last introduction to the ball. The ball. It is a ball that has spikes and then flies around a bit and then it'll find somebody and like a land right in head. Yeah. And this is this is the big iconic thing. What did you think of this? It was item? pretty neat, but I don't see why it was iconic because it's only used once and it spoiler alert, gets blown up later. I feel like it's just kind of one of those things where people are like, hey, that is pretty cool. And then sequels are like, hey, guess what? There's more of them. It just know. kind of ruined the effect. You know? But you have to imagine, though, in the 70s, this is completely new. This is an entirely new concept. Nobody's ever seen anything like it's it. It's pretty it's- lame compared to Saw movies. Like, oh, I have to stick hand in a bunch of needles in the toilet to find the key. You've never seen a Saw I've movie. N- I have no intention to see a Saw movie. Oh, look at me. I have to dig inside my eye socket to find key. What's this? Another key? Is this a Zelda game? Do I have to pull key out of bunghole? <laughs> so many keys. This movie is just kind of like, oh, there's a, there's a spoop ball. <laughs> it's, it's the spoop ball. <laughs> Anyways, Mike gets caught by the groundskeeper guy, but... Mike bites his arm so he can get away, and the ball hits the dude in the head. This seems pretty great. And then drills into his head, yes. and 
proceeds to shoot a fountain of blood out the back like he's a prop in a guar concert. It is very, very good description. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the cool thing about this, too, is that when the guy falls down, he just pees. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty realistic. They, I'm, I think that's probably the first movie that might involve death urination. Um, there was a episode from Venture Brothers where a guy dies parachuting by kids, right? Mm-hmm. And then what's his name? Bodyguard guy walks up and dead guy, dog, dead guy starts farting a lot and goes, Oh, did you guys not know this is what happens when someone dies? Yeah, but I, I I like that attention to detail. That was pretty cool. But, you know, then the tall man shows up and he starts chasing Mike's around. Mike's decides that he's going to go back the way that he came in, right? But he closes, like, this big metal door on the tall man's hand and then uses the knife to cut off his fingers, mm-hmm. which start wiggling around all over the place and his hands just shooting out yellow goo everywhere. What was your thought? When this happened in the movie. Yeah, they kind of guessed that he was supernatural of sorts. I was like, oh, interesting. It is yellow blood. That is a bit different. But and I was like, how much fuel does he have left in the lighter? That was what <laughs> went through my head. Yeah, but anyways. So Mike takes one of the fingers that's just wiggling around on its own and manages to escape. There's a whole lot of escaping in this movie. so A lot of glass breaking, too. A lot of glass breaking. I was going to take some time and find out exactly what that motif is supposed to mean. But you know what? Didn't do, my, didn't do my homework. <laughs> I don't do my homework either. I'm sure there is a significance to it. Probably not. My guess is probably like some type of shattering of reality. I think it was just more like, oh, he has to escape. He breaks window. Yeah, but there's an awful lot of it. I mean, it, it is There's a definitely... whole lot of plasma bolts in Star Wars movies. Yeah, but that's different though. Anyways, okay, so apparently you're not buying into my glass I'm not buying multi. into your glass breaking Well, I'm multi. not buying into your crappy Russian accent either. Better than yours. <laughs> you try doing Russian accent. No, I'm not going to. Good. You know why? Because you'll be better. You think so? Yes. How about I make you drink vodka? It's just talk like normal voice. Talk like normal voice, but it is Russian. No, never mind. Anyways, Good. I've got things to do. I don't know about you. No, I do not. Mr. Day off of school tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, back to movie where a teenage kid does naughty school things as I do. Yep. And Mike's, you know, he, he's sleeping on the steps of the house with a gun. Mm-hmm. And Jody co- finds him, unloads the gun, which, yeah, I don't know. Goes to wake up Mike's and he just blows his head off. <laughs> I mean, from Jody's perspective, Mike's is pretty... He's going through some stuff. Duh. He's going through a lot of stuff. And find him like that, it seems like he just kind of brushes this off a you little bit. goes through a lot of stuff? Hmm. Soviet Union. They go through a lot of stuff, like food. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very good example. Max goes through a lot of stuff mentally. Soviet Union goes through a lot of food. Let the people starve. Yeah. But hey, communism works, am I right? No. No. Hey, if anybody's actually still listening to this, <laughs> we're, we're going to carry on. <laughs> Dear fellow listeners, I apologize on many levels for the madness that is ensuing right now. We love you. You're our favorite dongles. What? This relationship's moving kind of fast. I'm not ready for one of <laughs> What happened to your accent on that one, huh? You didn't call for it. <laughs> 
Anyways, so Mike ends up convincing Jody because he opens the box and this, the box that he's holding the finger in, and the finger's actually there. Thank normally, God. Yeah, normally it wouldn't be there. Oh, I still don't believe you. Yeah, yeah. I always hated that in stories. It just, <laughs> just added unnecessary conflict. Yep. But now, after seeing that finger, Jody's like, yeah. Clearly what you've been telling me is real. Yeah. There's spoops running around. There's we some got, fingers crawling around. We got a tall man. Tall man, he's going around. Yeah. With wiggly fingers and black, yellow blood. You know so they, yellow? Huh. My skin, because it's drink of vodka. Oh. Anyway, back, back to the movie. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. And they come up with an actual good plan of, let's take this to the sheriff. Yeah. Because let's not settle this on our own. We we have some type of proof that we have weird physical things, evidence. Physical evidence. There's weird things afoot in town, mm-hmm. and but it ends up that the finger ends up transforming into this really just awful looking cheap bug prop. Yeah, that <laughs> starts to attacking everybody, and apparently it's just super tough and hard to control. It ends up getting put in the garbage disposal in the sink. Yeah. And they're putting it in there. But then Reggie shows up, just as a casual visit. Oh, hey, what's up? And they're like, shoving a shirt down down a garbage disposal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it turns out the bug is still alive and it comes out and attacks Mike. (laughs) Mike's. Mike's. All the Mike's. Every single last Mike's. If your name is Mike, look out. That bug. It's still alive. Jody ends up going out that night to investigate at the tall man's house. But don't bring Mike's along. It's not like he's already been he just, inside. He, right. He just leaves him at home. But then he ends up getting attacked by one of these spoops. And these spoops said I'm calling them that. They actually just kind of look, they're like little dwarf guys that look like Jawas. Mm-hmm. Without the strap. Yeah, or the glowy eyes. Mm-hmm. Or the things that make them individual and interesting. I've heard people debate on whether or not this is a direct influence from Star Wars or any or a ripoff. And, I don't know, I just think a little guy in a little hooded robe is probably just kind of creepy. It's original. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get what they're going for. I don't, I'm not going to pick a side in that debate because it doesn't really bother me whatsoever. Little, little dwarf spoop guys they're all right by me jody ends up shooting this thing and he takes off Mm -hmm. because he's like whoa i'm out of here bye (laughs) but then he gets uh the hearse starts following jody and tries to tries to hit him jody's just running because apparently he just walked there i guess yeah or parked far away but it doesn't matter because mike shows up in the car Mm -hmm. and jody gets in and they proceed to have a car chase and Brennan just... Who washes your underwear, by the way? Do you do your own laundry? <laughs> just out of curiosity. No. no last time I checked. <laughs> okay, so they're getting chased around with the hearse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the hearse ends up getting disabled. It fell down a flight of stairs. <laughs> God. I don't know, I'm just reading what's in my notes. <laughs> I just imagine your hearse like flipping end over end down the stairs. <laughs> so they end up disabling the hearse yeah and they thought they thought nobody nobody was driving it yeah it fell down a flight of stairs <laughs> you can't like tell me to cut a joke and then steal my joke that's okay. not that's not gonna happen okay. everybody's gonna know because yeah. i'm gonna edit that it's gonna stay okay everybody knows you're a hack friend you're a hack okay all is comedy all right. genius all right. he's stealing it from me 
I'm not going to edit it on anymore. <laughs> okay, okay. So they disabled the hearse. Yeah. It fell down <laughs> the stairs. <laughs> they disable the hearse. The spoop guy, he ends up getting impaled. Mm-hmm. But then they find out as they approach it that... Dun, dun, dun. Looks like Tommy. Is small spoop Tommy. Tommy, who died from getting stabbed during sex at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. That guy. Yep. So uh, they decide that they're going to call Reggie to come pick up the body in the truck. And you know what's funny about this scene, though? Is because... Nothing. 1970 1970s yeah you had to drive and find a pay phone <laughs> and then make a phone call and then they had to drive back and wait for unless reggie to show you up were one of those fans or no that was in the 80s where like the really like Real hand ex- cars had the cell phones in them oh or the ones that look like a brick yeah the, the giant brick bricks that they'd pull out and they'd be like hi i can only talk to you for 12 minutes <laughs> yeah so i thought that was kind of funny because you know you have to have that scene mm-hmm. where it's there they are at the crash site then there they are they've gone to a payphone, and then back to the crash site i'm glad i don't have to deal with that anymore yeah no and, just be like oh we have to find a signal oh you know what those gosh darn millennials they don't know anything about what it's like to have to waste your gas yeah, back when you had, how about back when you had to send letters and took like five days to get a letter to somebody? Yeah, guess what? The future's pretty awesome. Yeah. We're all working to make things easier on ourselves. Hey, guess what? Guess how you're listening to this right now? That's all right. Anybody who doesn't like millennials, I guarantee you, they're probably not listening to this. Yeah. We're all safe. Except for you, Tom. <laughs> there's, there's now a Tom who stopped listening. <laughs> there's just a Tom who's just like, done like the, not me. Oh my God. I'm not like him. It just gotta, and then he looks in the mirror all dramatically like, I'm not like one of those people that hate millennials, am I? <laughs> no, it's it's Tom. <laughs> it just got a little too real for Tom and he had Tom's not going to get a good night's sleep tonight. No. He's going to wake up on cold sweat, just like... <sighs> oh. As they're hanging around the crash site, they discuss their situation, and Rudge decides to take Mike's to a shop in town, be safe mm-hmm. from danger. And it's like and a he's... dumb old ta- antique shop. And he's hanging out with two girls, like Reggie and... Jody must know. And I I caught their names. Sally and Susie. Sally, stop liking all those minion memes on Facebook. Nobody likes them. <laughs> no, it just got way too real for her. <laughs> the Tom and Sally are going to fall in love because they have a shared traumatic experience. <laughs> They're in some group yeah. therapy because of our podcast. <laughs> now we have no listeners except except for Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hi. Hi, Ryan. We love you. This, this relationship's moving kind of fast for me. <laughs> and, and and if there are, we, we love the rest of you dongles out there. Is that what you call our viewers? Dongles? Why not? We use it in a, as a term of endearment. Sure. <laughs> so then, Mike ends up finding this old pick on the tall man in this antique store, right? That he's kind of old-timey type of Buggy funeral, funeral coach. Mm-hmm. And Buggy horse. Yeah. The tall man in the picture turns and looks at him. And then Mike's is like, I want to go home. Yeah. I would like to discuss this effect because I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it looks really cheesy. It would have been enough if the picture just looked at him, but then it, like the actual image zooms in on the tall man. Yeah. It would have been creepy enough for it to just look at him. Mm-hmm. That would have been enough. That would have probably given me shivers down my spine. But no, it had to zoom in. Do you and then think, that totally takes me out of it. I think 200 years from now they're going to make a Phantasm remake and it's just going to be like him taking a selfie <laughs> under hers and then it's going to have like the dog filter on it and he'll turn it open his mouth and the little tongue is going to flap out. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the car fell down the steps good times yeah okay anyways reggie is driving his, his cool guy ice cream truck which gets all the ladies and he starts hearing spoop noises from the back mm-hmm. cut to jody jody's having a dream of the tall man oh my god then then cut to mike's cut to mike's Mike sees. Mike sees. Reg's truck Reg's tipped truck. over on the side tipped of the road. Tipped over on the side of the road. The so door is open. Saw truck on the side of the road. Saw the truck on the side of the road. The spoop is loose. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I failed to mention that when Mike's ends up seeing the car tipped over, he's in like the vw with sally and Susie, mm-hmm. and like a bug stupid german car oh anyways i don't know whatever car preferences aside no i, I actually i was just anyway it doesn't matter i was just making a meme it doesn't no, why, what none of this matters none of this matters why am i here <laughs> so the weird thing about this okay is that the spoop kind of like opens the door I guess, and it starts ta- attacking Susie or Sally. I forgot who was who at this point. It's been a little while since we watched this. But anyways, I'm trying to figure out how Mike's is being attacked in the back. Now, this is a small car, but then Spoop's arms can't be that long. He can't be attacking all three of them at the same time. It's just kind of weird. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah, Mike's ends up <laughs> getting out of the car. Mm-hmm. How? Breaks a window. Yeah, he breaks the back window. That old-timey, like, glass just, man, that's dangerous stuff. Anyways, he breaks out, gets out, the car drives off. What happens to Sally and Susie? Dead. Probably found three weeks later. Most likely dead. Way to go. You're a hero, Mike's. (laughs) You saved nobody. (laughs) Except your own cowardly skin. Mike's just ends up running home because, as we discussed earlier... He's got super speed or whatever. Yeah, who's saying Bolt over here can like sprint sprint behind a car? (laughs) Once he gets home, Jody decides that he's had enough of Mike's crap and locks him in his room. Yeah. But because Mike's is smart, Uh what does he do, Bren? This is one of my favorite parts of this movie. Yeah, I know. This is very inventive. So what he does is he takes takes a shotgun shell and he takes a tack and then he he pushes it into like the gunpowder area like in the back of the back of the shell he pushes it in and then he tapes it to the door and then he takes a hammer and he hits the back of it so that it would ignite the gunpowder creating a small explosion and it blows a hole in the door so you can reach in and open up the door so cool so i was always thinking like oh he's gonna do something dumb like he's gonna do a dumb thing to get up but it was like very smart and I'm going to have to try that. No, you're not trying that. We are renters. <laughs> I'm not going to get a shotgun shell. As if, as if if we owned a house, it would totally be cool. I'd be like, yeah, go ahead. Give sure, that a you shot. Do. Just... I mean, whatever. Yeah, know. but I, I really like that. But again, it was so much like, Mike, stay here. Mike, stay here. Mike, stay here. Yeah. Did he even try the window? <laughs> <laughs> like it just tapped on and the entire thing went. Psh. He could have just kicked that doorknob. Ding. <laughs> 
But anyway, at least it's a cool part in the movie. Yeah. We're not, we can joke about it, but I did, I did like that scene too. Because it shows like a little inventiveness on his part. Mm-hmm. And we also learned earlier that it doesn't come out of anywhere because he's mechanically inclined. He's Boris. He's got a brain that works that way. It's not just some oddball thing that it just happens. He doesn't pull it out of his butt like it. Like a thing that you pull out of your butt. Jody ends up leaving. Tall man catches Mike and puts him in the back of the hearse. Which is now magically fixed. Yay! <laughs> Hi, my name is Jim. Come on down to Jim's garage. Well, we're going to have a special. If you're a Tallman's, <laughs> have a hearse in need of repair, come on down. We got a discount for you this week only. Wow, it's me. I'm a Tallman, and I'm glad I could come to Tallman's Repair Inc. <laughs> to get my Tallman car repaired. <laughs> wow. We are not good at that. I'm better doing like a kid one. Yay. Wow, so much fun. I just want to go to Legoland. I want to cost my parents thousands of dollars for only four hours of experience. Wow, so much fun. Look at all these crazy Lego designs. Half of it's just made out of steel and wood. I'm willing to do anything for you, Billy, as long as you're having fun. Wow, gee willikers, Dad. That's just swell. And let's not discuss your mom's opioid addiction at school. Mommy, lay off the heroin. (laughs) Please stop. It's destroying us as a family. It's okay, Billy. Don't worry. I'll find you a new mom. This Legoland's pretty cool. Can I build my own mom? Go ahead. (laughs) Hey, I can't take that any farther. We're a clean podcast. Oh. Mike ends up shooting the window out in the back of the hearse. More breaking glass. There's Definitely. a lot of buildings that get destroyed in Godzilla movies. Does this mean something? Yeah, does actually it, it does. <laughs> it does stand for something. Maybe not once it loses it, but if you look at the first one, there's a theme going on. There's It means something. A total of 23 buildings that are destroyed. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I'm sure that has some type of significance. It's all big. Analogy for the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. Three big meanings into the uses of radiation and uh, testing and stuff, hydrogen bombs. But it's not glass being broken a lot. Okay, if you don't believe me. I don't. Got Mr. <sighs> Infowars over here. See now, what happens in this movie, right? So there's a lot of glass being broken. And it's Hillary. She's a lizardman. <laughs> 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 Obama's trying to cover up. All this glass that's being broken. And it's quite frankly horrible. Well, you know what? Maybe it just comes down to them being a broken family. What? <laughs> you know, it's basically like the camera has its own character. The shattering of his fragile mind. The shattering of your face when I throw my chair at you. I'm sorry, Dad. I would never do that. Elder abuse, everyone. Elder abuse. He's going to abuse me. Help. I'm being trapped in this house. My 14-year-old Hey, psychotic. what are you talking about? Hey, get back to work. Die. Die. Get back to work. <laughs> well, podcasters You're lucky you don't treat like those Arabian children. <laughs> Whoa. Here we go again. You and your elder abuse. Man. So Mike's ends up shooting the glass <laughs> window in the back. And also shooting in through the hub and hitting the tire. Causing the car to swerve and skid all over the road. Just like the skid marks are making my pants. Mm-hmm. That isn't a joke. Yeah, who does the laundry around here? Not you. Mom. <laughs> I do laundry. Yeah, you do. I do. I work right next to the laundry room. It's hard to avoid. The hearse swerves and skids. Whoa. Out of control. Huh. Ends up hitting a pole. And the next logical step is explosion. They had to have a car explosion somewhere. Hey, 
Who doesn't love a good car explosion? I don't. Are they realistic? That's a lot of damage being done, Dad. No, yeah. What about all the taxpayer dollars that had to go into that? What taxpayer dollars? To repair that pole that that hearth drove into and exploded on. I'm going to have to vote on a referendum. So Jody decides to what? He's like going to go check out the casket. Duh. To see if the tall man had actually taken their parents as well. Mm-hmm. Because, this is in the mausoleum, by the way. Yeah, they're in the mausoleum. So he's checking up on that. Then we start getting the crazy ball vision, which is just all like black and red. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool looking. Yeah. It's kind of dated, but that almost makes it look cooler. We also watched the the updated, cleaned up version that... By J.J. Abrams. Yeah, that J.J. Yeah. Abrams had a hand in. So it looked really good. Because in comparison to the one I saw as a kid, that looked dingy and gross and weird and, like, really dated. I have to go frame by frame when these gross 70s boobs and make it more better. <laughs> yeah. Click. You mind, if, click. I, you mind click. if I do a little more cleaning up on this boss? I'm really worried that the cemetery scene is not getting the attention it deserves. It's not betraying the message it should be. <laughs> this means something. <laughs> Mind if I touch up on all this glass breaking? This means something. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, Mike ends up showing up conveniently. And he finds out that the dad's casket is actually empty. Because, you know, he has a balls to open it up. Yeah. And then the two end up meeting up. Jody shoots the ball, which just it looks like somebody shooting a ball. Christmas ornament. <laughs> yeah. Just explodes. There goes your big thing of the franchise. Yeah. Second appearance. <laughs> but then Reggie shows up. Hi, Reggie. And he's like, hey, everybody. Guess what? I saved the girls. So we find out that Susie and Sally are indeed safe. What a lady slayer. He kind of is. Gross hair. Okay. Well, he takes on his balding. He owns it. Mm-hmm. He owns it, and I'll give him credit for that. Because you know what? Nobody nowadays, they don't have that donut hair. They're not growing that skull it out. It's confidence. It's what gets them the ladies. It's confidence is what gets them killed. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, I think I already saw that earlier in the episode. Yep, something like that. But we'll find out. Tuning forks! So they all end up going in inside the door that that girl opened up and that saw the light earlier. Oh. And when they get in there... This room's, like, super stark white. Mm-hmm. There's all these black barrels with, like, weird little windows on them. They're just stacked up inside there. And then there's just two metal chrome rods. posts. Yeah. Just plain posts just sitting there. And it's making, like, this weird vibrating noise, too. It's mm-hmm. like... So then they figure out that the spoops guys are actually in the barrels. Anyways, they know that they're taking dead people and they're turning them into spoops. Yeah. So Mike inadvertently... Finds the portal by putting both of his hands on the posts, almost like how the tall man was in his dream, holding on to his bedpost. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Uh huh. A lot of visual cues that come up. So then this opens up a weird, like a, a portal, and Mike ends up falling in. And he's kind of like tumbling around, and he's seeing an army of the spoops. It's kind of like I think Beetlejuice kind of took this too. This visual mm-hmm. of once, like when people would step outside, how it's just all weird, just kind of colored red, and it looks like you're like on a different planet, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like that. That was really hot. In there too yeah but he's kind of like oddly tumbling through the air almost mm-hmm. but not really going anywhere because as it turns out jody ends up grabbing him and pulls him in mm-hmm. and he uh, as he's coming in he like looks down like he sees munchkin men yeah on the ground 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is where he comes up with a theory. They've, like, all kind of elaborate and they kind of piece this together of what's going on. Yeah. But they really can't explain it because it's pretty bizarre. Because up until this point, it's a supernatural story. Now it's, like, science fiction. Now it's starting to become science fiction. Whether or not it's another planet or another dimension. I'm pretty sure they said something, like, the reason why they're so small is that when they get into, like, the atmosphere because it's so hot that they'll expand because it's hot. I thought it was the gravity they were talking about. Something like that. Yeah, because the gravity was denser. So they had to be Gravity's more condensed. Denser. So they could withstand like the large, Gravity's the heavier. heavier gravitational pull. Which would also explain the Tallman being more like strong. Yeah, strong. Yeah, because he was... Because he's in a yeah, lighter gravitational pull. Sure. Well, we don't even know the Tallman's if that's his true form. Exactly. We don't know. There's lots of mysteries. And I'll tell you something. I don't know if anybody's seen the fifth one. I sure haven't. But I can tell you watching four movies... Nothing, no mystery really gets solved. Good. It's kind of cool that way, I guess. Hey, by the way, the force is made up of metal chlorians. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're little bugs. They live in your lungs. <laughs> they make you a jelly. <laughs> you want to think about chlorians? <laughs> oh, man, that one was gross. But I'll give it to you for for dissing metachlorians. I don't want to get near that. Oh, oh, why are you smelling it? Why are you just, like, sucking up that aroma? I guess it's better than me. Yeah. I'm taking one for the team here. <laughs> yep. Breathe in my own farts so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back to our story. They're working on their theory on what's happening with this portal and everything mm-hmm. when the lights go out. Ooh. And somehow they all just end up getting separated. Like, they must, Ooh. I don't know, they just turn into, like, four-year-old kids Ooh. and just freak out and I saw just run everywhere. Herman, like, their eyes are floating around <laughs> trying to find things. That would have been great if that did happen. The lights come back on, they're just surrounded by munchkin men, they go, ah! And this is the best part of the movie for, it's all black. For how long? I don't know, like 10 minutes. Really? Well, hey, all we gotta do is record audio. But when the lights come back on, Reggie's in the room and nobody else is there, which is a callback because when earlier in the movie, we forgot to mention it. Sorry, everybody. But when they were having their jam session, Reggie had like the tuning fork that he placed in his guitar to kind of like tune it. And he gets the idea with these metal posts. Maybe it's like a tuning fork because maybe he senses like there's a vibration or something coming from him. I'm sure there's operating on some type of weird frequency. Something. Yeah, or something. Science fiction. Ah! I'm a weird. Ooh. Weird. I don't know. It's the yeah, 70s. They're really probably really like babes. just doing lines of cocaine and making it up as they went along. You'd be really cool, dude, if there was like a tuning fork and like you had to press it. And... I don't know what's <laughs> how someone acts when they're on cocaine. Imagine they're just really hyper. Yeah, that's probably just what it is. And their nose starts bleeding. Not because they're using telekinesis, it's because they're on cocaine. Quick story here, okay? Oh. Really quick story, okay? Does this involve you doing cocaine? Because I hope no. not. This is not the. There were some kids, seventh grade probably. No, I think it was eighth, right? Okay. They took che- They bought Cheetos from mm-hmm. the vending machine, and they were gonna crush them up and snort the powder. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even do anything. It just makes your nose bleed. These dongles. Actually, not, not the good dongles, like our, you, no, our fair listeners. No, you can always tell, like when we're talking about the bad dongles. These dongles. Buy the hot Cheetos instead of normal Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm watching him doing it. And I saw the back and I'm like, they have a hot Cheetos. They start powdering out and they snip up a bunch of the powder and they run around screaming because it's just burning inside their nose. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, there's, yeah. there's my quick story. So, uh, puts his hands on the metal 
pose like a tuning fork right? uh-huh and it ends up like it opens a portal and it becomes mm-hmm. like a vacuum and it starts just sucking everything all in. those barrels yeah all those barrels <laughs> and how he's not just pulled in because he doesn't have anything to grab onto this room is devoid of anything except for barrels and posts and all the barrels are flying into the portal Duh. back with that are we no i just like uh, saying thoughts uh, <laughs> you just don't appreciate all the cultures, man. I grew up during the Cold War. We've got a definite Russia problem going on in this country right now. All I'm saying is that their language I'm is really just, cool, and the people inside the country are really cool. Their politicians I, very corrupt, very horrible. I don't really have a problem with Russians in general. I think they seem like a very cool people, but man, you grub. No, Stuart Reds, we're gonna go get them. Go fight those ugly uh, Reds. Oh yeah, whatever. Stupid commie. Their people are just people. Don't trust your government. <laughs> Open your third eye. <laughs> Look out. They're all lizard people. Mm, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Donald Trump's going to show us the way. He's not a lizard man. He's telling the truth, you know. If anybody was a lizard man, it would be him. He looks like a lizard in a saggy man suit. <laughs> I like I like the saying, like, at least now we know that aliens don't exist and the government's trying to hide them because Donald Trump would have already spoiled it already. <laughs> Like, you would have already said something. No, they're not going to show him that. They're not going to. They will intentionally not show him that. They gave him the biscuit. The biscuit? It's the briefcase that has all the oh, nuclear Oh, the nuclear codes. football? Yeah, it's called the biscuit. They also call it the biscuit? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they, yeah, they, well, maybe one of those biscuits from KFC. Here you go. Here, sir, this biscuit. Oh, yes, my favorite. He starts nibbling on it. McDonald's breakfast biscuit. I'm going to have this with my KFC. It's going to be delicious. Great nutritious breakfast. <laughs> Anywho. Yes. Let's get back to this story here. Because we, we have gone off the rails so much <sighs> with this. And you know what? The thing, the sad part is, is that I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Uh, we're just we're just really tired, folks. We've had a, a long month in October. But we're working our way through it. We're getting back to normal. Okay, let's get back to the story. Well, I feel bad. Well, let's just get back to the story. Yeah, well, it's more of an apology to well, me. we should get back to the story. I mean, hey, I'm the one who's got to edit all this, right? There's updates you know available on the App Store. Yeah, well, you know what? There are all the time, so just... <laughs> You're the know. one that's just pointing to... You gotta get back to the story. <laughs> <sighs> we got Reggie being sucked into a portal. We've got Jody. He's outside. Oh, it's the dagger woman from earlier. You want to see my boobs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Stab. <laughs> Mike's is still like, whoa. And of course, Mike's is outside looking for Jody, especially when <laughs> there's a woman involved. <laughs> And then um, Reggie manages to escape the vacuum, and when he escapes, he goes outside, and he finds the woman. And he's like, oh no, is this woman okay? And then she's fake and dead, and stabs Reggie in the gut. And Nice poop. <laughs> Tony ends up finding Mike, and um, it, it turns out like the woman is also the tall man it's just an illusion this entire time like it just cuts in between Mm -hmm. pictures of them there's no it's disappointing there's no fancy like dissolve or anything like that it's just there's no her eyes turning into the the tall man's eyes why does that happen all the time oh i'm I'm... undercover and i just spoke to the good guys i'm gonna turn on my eyes are gonna turn different colors yeah because every time oh i sure fooled them 
Nobody, I've never seen a movie where I've been. What does just change? Holy crapola! I always just been like, oh. Like, oh, there's that trope again. I'll tell you what. How about it was a surprise later on? That would be nice. How about a dramatic reveal instead of a cheap one? I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I hate when kids do that. I hate when kids do that in class. <laughs> they think they're so cool because they can do their little water drop sound. Yeah. But guess what? You're not cool. You're not getting attention. You're not annoying. You're just doing that, and you're an idiot. Yeah. So, anyways, the weird, the weird thing about this too is that they're just well, we're pretty sure Reggie's dead, and we're just gonna take off. Yeah. So they just kind of leave Reggie's corpse behind. Turn into a munchkin man. Yeah, way to go. So they're like, whatever, he's dead, we're out of here. And then um, the whole funeral home place just gets all weird and glowy. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the <laughs> the saucer glow in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You know what I mean? Oh, it's just kind of like this... And then, it, I don't know, it just glows a bit. And it's weird. It's not really any reason for it. Who's the dummy now? Maybe everything was getting sucked in the portal. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it has something to do with the glass breaking so much. Yeah. It's all just all about the broken glass, everybody. <laughs> da, 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 da. Spoop. Anyways, Jody back at the house because they, uh, they go back home. Jody ends up coming w- with this plan to trap the tall man in a nearby mine shaft because apparently everything's like on the same block. Abandoned mine shaft like in Minecraft? Yes, exactly. He decides that he's going to leave, and apparently they're going to use, like, Mike's as bait. Mm-hmm. Right? Because Mike's is only bait. He's mm-hmm. either locked somewhere or bait. Yeah. I mean, he, the kid's got potential, though. He could he could do more. Maybe if they all decided to work together earlier on, yeah. they could achieve more. But oh, together, no. um... Everyone achieves more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever Hillary Clinton's campaign slogan was like. Yeah, and everybody says, like, there's no I in team. You want to know the truth? There is no I in team? Correct. And there's also no you. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Because, gosh dang it. There's. (laughs) Anyways. There's no you in us. Turns out the tall man is outside the house. Turns out the tall man was that girl the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's the twist was. <laughs> is that the tall man wasn't the girl, the girl was the tall man. Yeah, and somebody was like, eh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Just shrug. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. He turned into a dude right now. <laughs> tell me it's like, wait, what? Uh, oh, this was happy. I'm really sure here. about this. No, man, it's totally cool. It's the 70s. We're all yeah. on cocaine. Anyways, guess what Guess what happens when the tall man's outside? He ends up breaking a window. The glass in this movie. Shattering. It's like my shattered. hopes and dreams. What hopes and dreams, Dad? Because no matter what you do in life, you'll never accomplish them. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Anyways, so they're just kind of like wandering about the house at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's pretty intense. If you want to joke around about it, they're literally just wandering around the house slowly it's not a chase yeah it's just kind of wandering around this house can't be that big this house ain't big enough for the three of us did you know that a duel of three people is called a truel 
Did not. Did not know that. Yeah, it's called with four people. What? A duel. <laughs> <laughs> so then like the tall man there's this whole door thing he does his famous line which is what is his famous line where he says boy that's it yeah boy mm. that's famous i, I don't know that Oh, okay. He said boy neat, and I, I didn't take a mental note. Oh, he said boy really neat there. That must mean something. <laughs> well, no, this is cool. Mike's is running outside. There's the dual grave pop-up thing again. <laughs> but the it's all, like, muddy, and the zombie hands are pulling them down. And the dagger woman shows back up, which is this the tall man, I guess, or the illusion of her, or who knows. And Mike runs off, and he remembers this whole no fear thing. Their mineshaft plan works because the tall man ends up falling into a mineshaft, which is just like a hole in the ground. Minecraft? Jody's up on the hill, and he just pushes a bunch of boulders down that fall into the mineshaft, and trapping the tall man down there. And then the credits start rolling with, with Ocean hopefully Man playing in the background. <laughs> That's right, that'd be great. And Ocean Man. <laughs> yep. And Ocean Man. Mike ends up. Mike's sorry, Bren. Thank you. Mike's wakes up, and you know Reg is talking to him because all of a sudden, oh, Reggie's back. But Mike is Mike's is talking about how you know he just had this dream, and he's explaining this whole thing, and he just explained this entire movie to Reggie as a dream. As and a dream. Turns out the brother's been dead. Yep. This entire time. Yeah, and Reggie explains how Jody, you know, he's like, hey, that's understandable because with your parents passing, and it's only been like a week since Jody passed away in that car wreck that had the funeral it's kind of neat because reggie's all emotional about it and he's you know what he's even like crying so he says don't worry mikes i'll take care of you and it's really emotional and, and you go, know i mean to see a man cry go especially at that trip. time yeah and he's he like goes, he goes where where and, and jody goes what's that no what's the name hmm? reggie yes okay reggie i'm bad with names reggie's like you know what i don't know we're just gonna hit the road and, and see where it takes us yep and mike says Hey, I'm going to go grab my things. And he goes upstairs and the tall man is in the mirror on the door. And he says, boy. Yep. Just like that. Only more dramatic. Boy. Is that more dramatic? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you nailed it. He's standing there ominously and just my voice going, boy. <laughs> and hands burst from the mirror and pull Mike into the dark void behind it. And then it rolls credits. My theory is, so there's a lot of... Uh, dreams throughout this entire movie of people who are getting pulled into things by yes. hand. So my theory is that this is just another dream that he was like that whole that whole scene of surprise your brother has been dead you know this is all like the entire movie is just a dream mm -hmm. that scene was really the dream because it's the same way of just getting pulled into that just showing that with Mike's that the tall man's just never going to leave him he's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. That's my theory is that that, that scene was just another dream. Right, and that's what I was getting to when I was discussing the logic, is that there's a lot of weird dream logic in this movie, mm -hmm. where you can interpret it one of two ways throughout the movie, is that a lot of things, either maybe it's just shoddy script writing or whatever, you know, where it just kind of jumps around a lot, and it jumps really kind of weird. Mm -hmm. You can either look at it as, yeah, they're just kind of piecemealing it together, and it's pretty early film from this director and writer, but you can also look at it as, 
it's like a dream in a way where dreams just tend to jump around a lot and some things don't Ooh. always make a lot of sense. Dreams on average only last five seconds. It doesn't matter. the entire movie could be the dream or just sequences in it i personally like to think that uh, along the same lines that you did Mm -hmm. i came to that conclusion too like the first time i saw it was that the happy ending but jody's missing from it is the dream yeah and it could easily be explained that i mean it feels like a really awkward jump between hey victory and oh depresso Right. No no matter how much espresso can't wash away all the depresso. But I feel that that's almost like a, I don't know, like they did achieve it, but at the same time, there's almost like a weird jump. Mm. You know what I mean? Where something did happen and it's all kind of like, they didn't defeat the tall man, but th- he was just given that sense of a dream to cover up. And, you know, the excuse of like, oh no, your brother just died in a car accident. So there's more to it, I think. So not along the lines that I was thinking. Kind of, in a way. We, in a way, we both agree that... It's not as it seems. Yes. Nothing is as it seems. Like all that glass! It's and not this, really glass! <laughs> and this is not even me getting into a lot of things that happen later on in the series or the sequels or anything. It's just no looking at it as, as just itself. Mm-hmm. Just as this one movie. Because that's, you know, your, your experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you enjoy the movie? Yes. Would I recommend it? Yeah, would you recommend it? Let's just jump to that part. Yes, I think I would. I mean, I guess I, it, I feel like I feel like the whole recommendation question is kind of weird because it's like, who are you recommending to? Like, Well, if you just anybody like who, yeah, anybody who you think would find enjoyment in watching it. Well, then that would always be recommended then if it was recommended. Okay, it doesn't. No, yeah, there's yeah. just some movies that are just so terrible. You're not going to want to recommend them. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, but I would recommend this. Yeah. I feel like the whole ball thing, it was very it was there in the movie, but it wasn't like showcased. It was just an accessory for the story. It wasn't really a main plot point as it is advertised. It is oh look at the ball thing. The ball thing, it's doing its ball thing. Yeah, but people liked it even back then. I mean yeah, it's cool. I like it. I, it was I definitely like it. Cool. It was really cool, but I feel like it just kinda got a little bit too much credit, like <laughs> it got higher billing than the tall man. <laughs> Starring the ball. <laughs> Ooh, look at it. Super Bowl things. Oh, it exploded. You see it twice, and the second time it explodes. I'm sure in the sequels they kind of go rampant with them. Oh, definitely. There's a swarm of them. They're attacking a city. Oh, yeah. I think that does actually happen. <laughs> Oh in the in the last one, where there's a like a giant one, if I remember the trailer correctly, it's Godzilla. that just like shoots a laser and like severs a building. That is stupid. <laughs> that is so stupid. That is so stupid. That is so stupid. That's like a Star Wars movie going, "Hey, we built another Death Star, but it's bigger and better, and then it blows up like more than one planet." <laughs> but I do, I do enjoy the like the family friends dynamic in mm-hmm. this. Yeah, and. Small town in a way. Yeah, and you know Jody being afraid of his brother leaving again. Yeah, there's a lot. Because he only came back because of the parents dying. There's a lot that goes into these characters. There is. There's a lot to be said, and Jody's just more or less, you know, hey, I'm I'm done with this podunk town or whatever. I just want to go live my life. He loves Mike's, but also Mike's is also kind of a hindrance in a way because he doesn't need to be bogged down with a 13 year old boy. Mm-hmm. Weird thing. I thought like, at least like halfway through this movie that Mike's was actually a girl. Well, I'm like, oh, he's just a, he's just a she's just a tomboy. Well, seventies hair. 70s yeah, hair. <laughs> I was like, I heard them. I heard them call him a he. 
I just kind of looked at you and went, is, <laughs> is that a guy? There's a lot of weird androgyny going on in the 70s too. But yeah, I, re- I really do enjoy this movie. I saw the second one first, which led me to go back to the first one. Because I mean, the second one was always on HBO. It's that kind of scenario. Stayed at my grandma's or whatever, watch movies. Like your grandma could pay for HBO. <laughs> but I did, I did really, I did really enjoy watching the first one even even though I knew that, you know, sometimes how sequels ramp things up, mm-hmm. I did appreciate it for its subtlety. But I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, for as much that happens, there's a lot of subtlety to it. It's still kind of more talking and more atmosphere, and I enjoyed that. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this? Yeah, I thought... Are you sure about that giant laser? Which one movie was this? It's the last one. Four? Yeah, I'll show you the trailer. No, uh, five. Five? I'll show you the trailer when we're done. No. I need to... This is going to be my live opinion. You can talk about something. I'm just going to pick this up <laughs> real quick. Okay. Um. Okay, so as, as Brennan is going to give us a, a live response to this. Brennan is currently looking up trailer. I should be called a rabbit. I'm not looking... Yeah. I'm just looking up Whoa. So in the background. Oh, there you go. Right away. That is so dumb. <laughs> that is so dumb. Are those and now pretty... he had to say boys and <laughs> blow it up. <laughs> Come on. Well, you don't know all the context to it. Um, I'm. I don't need to know. It's you've like, got. A, you've got more movies. Well, would you be interested in watching the sequel? I'd watch the sequel. I would have to say it's diminishing returns. As far as I know, I haven't seen the fifth one, but I can't imagine that. Um, there's a giant ball. I can't, I mean, I'm not going to diss it because I haven't seen it, but I don't know. The fourth one was kind of a more or less a clip show rather than a full functioning movie. And I did not care for it. That's my opinion on that. Reggie's in the fifth one. Whoa, spoilers. Mind blown. (laughs) Mind blown. Why is there a giant sphere shooting a building? I don't know. Oh my God. (laughs) So dumb. So are we done with this? Yeah. Are we done? Yeah. All right. That was a <laughs> that was our phantasm review. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna you're gonna make it through this, Brennan. I don't know if I can handle that ball though. That was just that ruined me. <laughs> that ruined me. I kind of want to watch the fifth one now just to see that. <laughs> you gotta work your way there. You're gonna have to tough it out. <laughs> Do you have that type of kind of time, Dad? No. I only have the well, maybe we day can watch tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Phantasm! <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate your listenership. May the mics be with you. Yep. Don't forget to leave a review wherever you listen, oh. whether it's on the Apple Podcasts or you can also find us at Podomatic. <laughs> any reviews really go a long way. Yeah. Like we we appreciate any type of feedback. If it's good or bad, if it's good. Thank you. If it's bad, thank you because you're helping us improve our podcast. Yeah, if we're nonsensical, yeah, that's kind of just how we are. If you like more Brennan farts, please let me know. <laughs> yep, you can always email us, and our email address is corruptedyouthpod at gmail Are you so extravagant? Like every time you say. <laughs>
You're always like so giddy. <laughs> because we say it together and it cracks me up every time. Because how Corrupted you have to do it. you the bot at gmail.com. <laughs> I just say it normally. <laughs> I'd say it normally. Normal. Corrupted youth bod uh, at gmail.com. Should we do it like NPR style? <laughs> uh, you can. Con- hey. You can con- Feel free to email us at. Corrupted Youth Pod at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for listening, Thank everybody. For listening. Don't forget, if you want to look like a cool guy like us, mm-hmm. go ahead and get yourself a Corrupted Youth t shirt mm-hmm. from T Public. You can find us just by looking up Grid Current. And please look, uh, donate my to store. your local NPR viewership. Yeah. Hey. Really got long I'm really way. happy all of you listened to our review of Phantasm today. It's been wonderful. <laughs> Don't you think so, Brennan? This is when their theme kicks in. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like really loud. <laughs> 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 all right, that's that's it for us. Yeah. We're out of here. Thank you. Thank <laughs> we have, It's been a long. Oh, it's been a long time. But hey, you know what? Like we said. Thank you for listening. We can't do it without you. And a special thanks to our fellow podcasters out there. We love you guys. Like uh, Short Bus Cinema. Short Bus Cinema. Awesome. Cinema PsyOps. Awesome. The Hail Ming Power Hour. Uh, double the... Uh, no, Equal Awesome. All these podcasts. I mean, they're are. all really good. Hey, let's not forget. Which versus the Doomsday Clock. Uh-huh. They're also awesome, too. I shouldn't say they. It's him. Mm. Witch. The Witch. And we his, love the Witch. And his... Uh, his drawing for his podcast was really good. Along with Sharpo Cinema. Whoever is the artist that did the covers for... Especially, like, ours. Whoever the artist is, he's really good. Yeah. I hear his son likes to fart. Definitely isn't me, then. I don't like to. It's an obligation. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Later.
<laughs> They're little bugs. They live in your lungs. <laughs> they make you a jetty. <laughs> you want to think about the Koreans? <laughs>